0: Legacy CRM platforms have made you compromise for far too long. With HubSpot CRM platform, you don't have to choose between enterprise tools that are powerful or easy to use. It gives you both, so your marketing, sales, and service teams can align with ease, accelerate sales, and anticipate every customer need. Finally, there's a CRM platform that helps you run better so you can grow better, without complexity ever getting in the way. Learn more at HubSpot.com.
1: everyone. Just wanted to pop in really quickly before the episode gets started to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor has been such a big help in creating this podcast and is really the reason that you're listening to this episode on the platform that you are, which is super cool. So if you want to learn more about Anchor, just head to anchor.fm or you can download the Anchor app on your phone. All right, well, that is all. So let's just get into the episode. hello and welcome back to Girl We Got to Talk podcast. Today I'm joined by a special guest, Jocelyn Schmidt. She is a personal trainer and athletic trainer, and today we're just going to talk about um, health and fitness, uh, Jocelyn's fitness journey, and common misconceptions. And then we're going to answer some questions that you guys asked on my Instagram at the end. So I'm super excited. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Uh, I've
2: (laughs) never been on a podcast before. This is super, super
1: weird. (laughs) She was like, I'm kind of nervous, but I think it'll be... No, but you're going to have like so much to give us and so much for us to learn about. So I'm actually really pumped about this one. I think it'll be helpful for people because fitness in general is just like intimidating for, I think, a lot of people. Um, I feel like you're going to like debunk that, you know? I hope so. I'm ready. Um, but I'll let you kind of introduce yourself a little bit more. So like what you're doing for work, um, and kind of what you see for the future for yourself.
2: Yes. So I am an athletic trainer and a personal trainer, and those are two different things. One requires a degree and one does not. So athletic training requires a bachelor's degree in athletic training, obviously. And so that is what I have. I graduated from Radford University in 2019, so, I am a year and a couple months post-grad life, and yeah. I got my personal training certification while I was a senior in college. So, okay. Yeah, so I- Oh, I didn't realize you training. got it in college. Yeah, so I took okay. a, I actually took a class. So,
0: oh. it was a three credit
2: class or something like that, and I didn't have to pay anything except for to pay to get my test done, which was like, I think with the school discount, it was like- $200 still yeah like any type of accreditation test literally is like $200 and up we I love wear
1: we love to see it it's expensive um so I feel like you've always been like super fit and someone that's like really been into like working out has it has it been like that or was it like kind of when you got into like high school college
2: I don't really know because I've always been like I come from such an athletic family like you know my dad my dad's an ultra marathon runner he's a cross country and track coach and he's now going to be an assistant athletic director like so like being an athlete has always been a part of my life I played volleyball all through middle school I did club volleyball my first two years of high school and then I Switched to just doing some rec lead stuff my junior and senior year because I started working with our athletic trainer at the high school. So I had a very busy high school life. <laughs> but
1: Yeah, you were, like, down on the field, like, bandaging people up and
2: Every single day running onto school, the field in your khakis. Literally, <laughs> literally khakis. I freaking hate them because I wore them so much. And <laughs> you even wore them even more when you're in school for yeah. training. It's awful.
1: I love that for you. <laughs> but, yeah, your family has always, I feel like, been – like the fit family like your dad was I remember when we were growing up like your dad would just run like 100 mile marathons for fun and I was like who does this kind of stuff what's even scarier
2: is that he would win them and I like 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 that's even like
1: yeah I remember like seeing video or, or something like years ago of him running it and it's like your family like on the sidelines are like yay go Brian and he's just like chilling like and he's on like mile 89 and you're like why Literally why?
2: I couldn't even explain to you why he does that, but I mean, that's in his past, so he doesn't do any of that now. He's kind of aged, and being hit by a car doesn't help.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Do to tell that story? Oh, my God.
2: Disclaimer, nobody should be distracted while driving, because my dad was hit by an actual truck. Um... Yeah. By a guy that was, like, our age. He, he was, was life-flighted.
1: Yeah, he was, like, um, riding his bike on a crosswalk in a roundabout, right?
2: Yeah, on the w trail. So and
1: a car DC. was, like, flying around the roundabout, which, like, you should not even go- be going that fast. And yeah. he whipped around and hit your dad, and he basically flew, like, 40 feet or so.
2: Yeah, 30 to 40 feet. You can see it on – so he wears, like, an – it's, like, a really expensive Apple watch. I think it's a Garmin or something like that. Oh, it yeah. Was, like, it's, like, $500. Yep. He's spending way too much money on it, but you can literally see when he was hit because it just goes like... Oh, wow. And then you can also see where the (laughs) helicopter... I wish you could
1: have just seen what she just did.
2: (laughs) Where the helicopter picked him up, and you just see, like, the straight line to the hospital, like... And it was, like, the worst, like, two weeks of our life. Oh, yeah,
1: it was actually really, really... It was really traumatic for your mom, too, I know. Oh, it was... Well, it was scary for, like us but yeah. like you guys like yeah. it's your father yeah it was terrifying and um he luckily was like wearing a helmet which i feel like saved him
2: being fit and in shape literally saved his life yeah literally saved his life if it was anybody else like just your average joe probably would. well have because what it. were his injuries like they were like so his his helmet saved his life for 110 for sure he let's see i'll start
1: yeah work way right. down
2: <laughs> head down sorry it's a lot <laughs> a lot so he had a concussion obviously he had an orbital globe fracture so he or was it an orbital globe or was it just a zygomatic fracture he he fractured his cheek though okay let's just go with that he fractured his yeah, cheekbone people
1: don't know those words
2: um that's true <laughs> he was hit all on his right side of his body so basically everything on his right side of his body was smashed his collarbone was it was i don't know like separated and like he had to go under surgery for that his ribs were crushed in five ribs were broken and four out of the five were broken in two places so it's called flaring ribs okay so if you can look up videos if you want to really but it's like when like those ribs like move and because he broke his ribs his lung collapsed as well oh yeah and then his um, his pelvis fractured on both sides. So if your pelvis fractures, it can lead to a lot of really, really, really bad things. Like you can sever an artery, your femoral artery, and you can bleed out from that in within minutes. So we're luckily nothing of that happened. But the only internal damage he had was um, his bladder. So, his urethra detached from his bladder. This is so TMI. (laughs) So, so, so TMI. But, I mean, luckily, like, that's not really a big deal, but it was. But, like... Yeah. I won't go into much details with that, but anybody from the medical profession, they can understand that. But, Andy, I guess he technically fractured his sacrum as well. Oh, my gosh. Which is a little triangle bone. Yeah. At the end of your spine. Not quite where your butt bone is, but just before that basically. So he was, he was a little messed up.
1: He was a little banged up. Yeah. Um, how long did it take him to recover? Cause I feel like they told him it was going to be a long time, but then he was like, I want to run so bad. Like I want to work out. So
2: this is like super, super like traumatic for me just because when they first told him, first of all, he was in the ICU, obviously. Yeah. We we got the phone call seven o'clock at night. We were like, where the heck is he? Basically we were around that time wondering where he was. Got the phone call and he uh we obviously went for the ER straight that night your mom came over I think and then like our other neighbor had to come meet us at the hospital to bring me and my mom stuff because we were spending the night there and then he was in the ICU for the next four days or so and in that time they give him a lot of pain medication so he was like he wasn't really sedated like per se, like they didn't give him sedation medication. It yeah. was just a lot of pain medicine, and like when the body's in that much trauma, they just it just shuts down. So just like he wasn't coherent. Yeah. If he did wake up, it would be like give me some water or something like that. It would be very weird. But anyways, so like I think like it, I was at the hospital alone, and they came in to tell my dad that he was not going to be able to rhyme for the next six months, and like he was still, he was still in the ICU, and he was still, like, in and out of, like, but, like, I just remember him crying, and, like, him, like, asking me to hold my hand.
1: Oh, my gosh. And, like, that
2: was just, like, oh, whew. yeah, that was, it's just, like, so traumatic, and, like, that absolutely crushed him, like, I mean, you're talking about a guy that, like, six weeks, less than six weeks before it was doing an ultra marathon. Yeah. Like, literally, like, top shape of his life, so that was super traumatic for me, but luckily, He, this happened in June, early June, and by the first day of school, late August, he was walking. Wow. By himself. So, thank God he healed so quickly, but I mean, again, I can always relate that back to him being in such good shape, taking care of his body, because really that, like, is such a testament to, like... Your physical well-being and your body's ability to heal and everything when everything else is in tip-top shape. But he walked in August, went for his first bike ride after the accident. I think in October, November, and then he ran for the first time in 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 November actually, because we did like something like a Thanksgiving run, and he did it with my brother and. My dad still beat my brother. Oh, my god! So, who was at the time on the cross-country team, but that (laughs) just, again, goes to show how in shape my dad can be after not running for, what, four months? So, ever since then, it's just been uphill progress. He lived by, like, the motto, the relentless pursuit of forward progress.
1: So, has he, he's got to be, like, an influence with, like, your, like physical well-being and like your fitness because you see him like running these marathons and like battling back from like that type of injury like you've got to be like so motivated I feel like if that's your dad
2: for sure I mean we also have like a whole wall in our house that's dedicated to all of his achievements so that's awesome see that every day (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean yeah that's he's just always been like my number one hero so I think that always pushes me to do better when I think... I'm also just, like, competitive in nature itself. Yeah. So, like, I'm competitive with myself, in a sense, and that definitely probably comes from Yeah, Yeah, was going to
1: say you probably get that from your dad. Exactly. Yeah. So,
2: like, I mean, I'm working out, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm freaking dying, but I'm like, Jocelyn, you still have four more reps to do. Like, freaking do it. Yeah. Like, pound it out. doesn't matter how bad it hurts.
1: So, when did you think that you, like, got super serious about fitness? Like, in high school... Or would you say maybe when you got to college and you're kind of living on your own and... That's, like, super, super hard because, like,
2: high school was kind of tough. Yeah. Just being super busy. Wanted to be athletic in high school. And I I remember going to the gym in the morning a couple of times before school, but I don't think it lasted long. It was just really hard to juggle everything with that. Like, it wasn't
1: consistent.
2: Yeah, it wasn't consistent. Like, I was definitely, like, active and did stuff. Like, I was always, always busy. And, like, I, I always knew, like, I wanted to be strong, even in high school. But I don't think that really – the fitness journey itself really didn't start probably until sophomore year and junior year were, like, two really, really big years for me that I got super, super active. And that also, at the time, was right after my dad's accident. So, oh, okay. So I think he he got hurt in June – and then those couple months afterwards were, like, it's, it's honestly, it's, like, super depressing. So, like, I had gained a bunch of weight at that point, and I just, like, wasn't being active. I had started my first job, I'm pretty sure, over summer, and I, like, the day he got hurt was the day I got my first paycheck. Like, like,
1: okay. like if that puts into perspective yeah. the
2: time frame. Like, it was just awful, awful timing. But, so, like, that whole first semester of college, when I first went back of my sophomore year... I was just super depressed. And I was also super sad I wasn't with my family. So I basically, that spring semester, so that January of that year, I was like, screw this. Like, I'm going to get active. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, so I think I literally started as a cardio bunny. Do you know what that is? Have you heard those words? Cardio bunny. So I would go on the treadmill and I would run for 30 minutes. Like, I don't know. Like, I would always, like... I'd run for, like, a couple minutes, and then, like, I would walk, and then run, and then mm-hmm. did, like, a whole walk-run motto for, like, 30 minutes, and then I would do abs, and then I would do abs, and that would be it. Yeah. And then my, I think I finally, I think I would sometimes go and do weights, but I didn't actually squat. I didn't step into a squat rack until late like, a few months later, and that was when I was, like, still sophomore year, still spring semester, so just later in the semester, like, probably, like, April or May, so, like, the semester semester's just about to end, yeah. just about to go in summer, and I had a girlfriend that was, she was always being, oh, like, I'm always, like, so into fitness, like, and she's, like, oh, I just love to squat, like, I love to deadlift, like, I love to, like, do bench and everything like that, and I, like, literally, like, was at the gym, and I saw her, I was, like, can you teach me how to squat? Yeah. I was, like, can you please, like, and, like, and so she just took me under her wing, taught me how to squat. I had, like, a kind of a concept of how to do it and everything, but it was just taking those initial steps of how to do that. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm hooked. Yeah. I want to do squats. I want to do deadlift. Like, I want heavy shit. Yeah. I want to do this. So, and ever since then, it's always been the, that. And I think I was really consistent that first year. But senior year happened, and then post-grad life happened, and it's, like, corona happened to yeah like, <laughs> yep. it's so hard to be consistent in life I feel like and so it's like what my main goal is currently is just consistency so right now I'm doing 100 days of working out for 45 minutes each day no matter what it is even if it's just walking or lifting weights in my basement or or whatever because I'm not going to a gym because rona is still real Um, I don't care what (laughs) anybody else says.
1: Marona is real. Because, like, some gyms are opening up, but, like, it is, like, a lot to walk into a closed facility with, like, probably a couple hundred people, especially where we live. Like, a couple hundred people. All just, like, deep breathing.
2: I'm not scared about, like, the gym and, like, the staff. It is just the other people that come into the gym that are negligent and do not take care of themselves and do not worry about other people. Yeah. I can be a very selfish person in the sense that, like, I want to do better for myself. But, however, if you were putting other people's lives at risk, i have issues
1: I'm out. with Like <laughs> And have, for that, I'm out.
2: <laughs> yeah, and for that, I, I'm extremely blessed that I actually have a, a, a bar and, and plates and bands and a treadmill and a stationary bike, like, in my basement. So, yeah. I, I'm set. I have absolutely no excuses.
1: So, how have you been keeping, like, your workouts consistent with, like, deadlifts and stuff, I guess? you are just doing the best you can with what you have
2: so I i am having a hard time being consistent just in general I mean like I had surgery a couple months ago
1: oh yeah so
2: I got furloughed like a month before that so I got furloughed I was like oh well this is great I can work out every single day like this is awesome so like that first month before surgery I was like lit awesome yeah. feeling great then surgery happened and then I don't know if you've ever had surgery before but like can't poop the next few days after 100 <laughs> day you feel awful It's <laughs> like it's not a good feeling i'm dead <laughs> i mean like for being real so i couldn't really be consistent with that because i also have to limit myself with yeah recovering from surgery because you don't want to push it yeah i don't i didn't want to like my incisions to open up or anything and i know how hard i work out and i definitely push the limits regardless for my own body so, like, I had some health issues before leading up to surgery, too, so I was pushing myself to the point where it probably was not safe for me, but that's okay. Not really, but, but it's
1: okay. <laughs> it's okay because you're okay, but it's actually not okay. Exactly.
2: <laughs> it's okay because I'm okay
1: now, but Yeah. it's not really okay I did in the first place. Wait, okay, so I feel like, like, okay. Me-
0: Home is where you should feel the safest. But the air there can be more dangerous, up to 5 times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit Bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes
1: me personally I'm looking at you like doing deadlifts and stuff and I'm like I could probably never do that and like that seems like terrifying yeah what would you say to people because I feel like it's intimidating especially if you're at the gym and you're like what did you say a cardio bunny like if like a girl's like running on a treadmill or like say I'm running on a treadmill and I look over and I see your strong ass like just doing deadlifts and you're like yeah I could never like (laughs) what would you say to people that are like intimidated by that
2: so there's a lot of things that go into like deadlifting and like lifting heavy weights overall in general. Whether whatever the movement is, the only thing that like always comes back to it is like confidence and form. I feel like,
1: like you, I feel like form's a huge thing.
2: It is because you is. can really, yeah. But you have to have a confidence to try and figure out how to what the correct form is and how to do it correctly, and whether if that's looking at videos and trying to practice it at home. Or asking somebody at the gym.
1: So Well, because like, you literally went up to your friend and was like, can you please teach me how to do this? Like, yeah. Even something like that.
2: I mean, you can also kind of get the concept and you can kind of teach yourself in a way, like looking at mirrors and everything like that when confidence is an issue. But it's it's really just like you have to be willing to try it. Like you can't be intimidated. Like strong is sexy. Yeah. Like I think it is so powerful to see somebody deadlifting over 200 pounds. If you see somebody squatting over 200 pounds that's a female like like props to them because they're not there's so many people out there that are scared to do that yeah and like I'm not saying there's a lot of people out there that can't do it because I know there is a lot more people out there that can that weightlift and and everything else and I think CrossFit also was such a big movement in getting more women into fitness as well totally yep but
1: CrossFit is so expensive. Have
2: True. you looked into memberships? Yes, membership actually gym? I have. They're so expensive.
1: And for that, I'm out.
2: Yep. So I've been watching
1: a lot of Shark Tank, if that's if you're catching oh on. My I I say that's lit and for that, I'm out. And for that reason, I'm
2: out. Oh my gosh. But I feel like CrossFit is so powerful seeing like Tia Clara Toomey, who's won the past CrossFit games the past three years, she is so strong and so powerful in In the Rogue Games, um, just a few weeks ago, she snatched, I don't know if you know what a snatch is, but that's holding the barbell over top and doing a squat with it. So, picking it up, like, a deadlift, and you ending that way and standing up. Oh, my God. Um, so, she did 285 pounds.
1: That's insane. And, like,
2: holy shit, like, that is a lot. Yeah. that was so empowering to watch. Like, after I watched that, I was like, oh, my God, I want to go hit weights so freaking hard after watching that. Like, I'm so empowered. I'm so pumped up. But... There's a lot of technique that goes into it. Like, I know with me, with Deadly Things specifically, like, I've had a lot of low back issues from it. And that also can come from my technique and how I pull and how, if you're doing sumo, conventional. If you're doing pronated, supinated, alternated grip. There's so many things that go into it every single lift that you do. And, like, I don't even want to get into Olympic lifts because, like, that's a whole different process. But... It's, like, having the confidence to, like, ask somebody to teach you and then going from there. But you can always start doing deadlifts with a kettlebell.
1: Yeah. Like, Uh, like start small. Yeah, exactly.
2: Like, I have a 35-pound kettlebell in my basement. And when I'm not feeling like loading up my barbell or anything like that, I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to do squats or deadlifts with a kettlebell. It'll be fine. It's good for my form and the endurance of it. So I might not be doing as heavy weight, so I might increase my reps so I can still get the same benefit of it at the end of
1: the day. So what would you say, like, are the biggest benefits of deadlifting? So
2: there's a couple different ways you can do it. So you can do a sumo deadlift, which includes more hamstrings and glutes, which is your butt. Um, Or you can do more... Of a conventional deadlift, which is more feet shoulder-width apart or slightly shoulder-width apart. Whereas sumo deadlift is, like, very large stance. Yeah. Like, your hands are in the... It's almost like you're doing split squats, but, like... Or not split squats. Um, like Almost like you're doing splits. Like, your legs are almost as wide as the bar, but not really. But very, very wide. Okay? Um, And you pull the bar from, like, the middle and you pull up. But with that stance, you use more of your quads and glutes. And then with conventional, you use more of your back. I don't want to say back per se, but in hamstrings. Because that's where sometimes people go wrong. Because you see a lot of people don't lock their lats. And they don't lock their upper body in their torso. And then you see a lot of rounding in their back. Which can, like, cause injury. So there's, like, deadlifting can be such a tricky tricky lift that a lot of things can go wrong because of technique. And perfecting your deadlifting technique takes a while. Like I think it probably took me like a year and a half. But at the same time, like I also have low back issues. So it just took me a little while longer to fully master the technique and not try and overextend or squeeze my butt obsessively at the top or or anything else like that.
1: So Like, so I guess for people that want to do this, you would say, number one, start small. Yeah. Definitely start
2: small. And then
1: don't be afraid to ask people questions. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like in the gym, there's also, like, a stigma that everyone's just, like, scary and, like, a badass. For, like, (laughs) this is, like, I'm thinking probably for people that don't go to the gym that much. They're just, like, everybody knows what they're doing except for me. Like, that's the mentality that people have. So I feel like, one, being, like, brave enough to even, like, talk to somebody at the gym. You're, like can you, like, help me with my form? Or, like, can you oh just make gosh. sure? <laughs> like, so definitely ask someone, right? Yeah. And then what would, like, what else? I don't know.
2: Like, I I had a personal training client one time, and she came to me and was, like, she had had another personal training client, and it just, like, didn't hit it off. It, regardless, she hit it off with me really well. And so she told me, she texted me a couple weeks ago, wow. i was still training her and she was like this guy tried to come up to me in the gym and and like try to help me with my lift and i was like no i'm good somebody taught me this like (laughs) like i don't need your help but like because there are like definitely guys that will just like come up to women and like oh do you need help on your technique and i'm like no stop
1: like literally stop
2: like walk away yeah (laughs) like leave me alone And even if it's just, like, sending videos to your friend or sending videos and watching them yourself.
1: yeah. So you can self Just to look back and be like, what was I doing? Yeah.
2: Yeah, because you can see there are tons of videos on YouTube teaching you how to correctly deadlift. For sure. Are there bad ones? Yes. But (laughs) you can find good ones. And I think that's, like, a really big key, whether you have the confidence to ask somebody or not or even if you just set up your camera and you just watch yourself deadlift. Yeah. And I... Would start in very very small, like probably just with a barbell, or you can you can even take dumbbells. You can literally do it with dumbbells. I mean, I just pers- to get
1: the form down exactly, yeah.
2: exactly. Um, you can do dumbbells, you can do kettlebells, you can do whatever with that. I personally love doing an RDL, so that's more of a um, hip hinge movement than a compressive squat to stand. If that makes sense. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So. When you do an RDL, you're bending more from the hips. Yep. And I just think it's a more athletic movement in a sense. I personally don't like doing deadlifts all too much just because of my low back issues. So I know I feel more RDLs affecting my hamstrings, which is what I'm trying to do at the end of the day. Yeah. So it, it really just depends. Like, if you're trying to do deadlifts, then do deadlifts. Um, but if you're trying to just, like, get a really good workup for your hamstrings, then do whatever you feel like you feel it in that particular muscle the best, whether it is conventional deadlifts, sumer deadlifts, or RDLs.
1: So I want to talk a little bit about food and like your relationship with food and maybe like some common misconceptions with that because I think with people that are like getting serious about like, fitness and with health and stuff they cut out like for instance like they cut out all carbs yeah or like they do the keto diet or like they just don't let themselves have any I don't know like sugar they don't have I don't know you know like they cut out like complete food groups like what what is your relationship with food and like what would you say to people that are like cutting out literally complete food (laughs)
2: groups so my relationship with food has been It's so up and down sometimes because I feel like I was so, so good with my relationship and food in college. Oh, really? Well, after I started my fitness journey. So, myself, for a year... I was going to say,
1: food... My relationship with food (laughs) in college was... Absolute crap. (laughs)
2: Well, it's like the complete opposite with me. So when I'm home, my mom buys snacks for, like, all the guys in the house. And she's always – she always has cookies. And my mom's a huge baker, so we always have sweets in the house. Yeah. So when I was in college, I was like, oh, my God, all this stuff isn't in the house, and it's so nice. I'm not tempted all the time. And I'm the type of person – Or if, like, if I don't see it in front of me, then I'm just not going to eat it.
1: Yeah. So. I'm literally the same way. I'm,
2: like, not, like, I'm not going to say I starve myself. It's just, like, I didn't feel the need to, like, munch and snack when I was in college as much. Especially when I started my fitness journey. And when I, like, funny, funny thing is, when I started my fitness journey, you know what I had for breakfast every single day? What? Almost every single day, at least. Those Um, pancakes? No. Chicken biscuit. Oh. From Chicago. Oh. And hash browns. And I still lost, like, 20 pounds.
1: Amazing. Literally Okay, let's like, dive into that because that's like that's literally the misconception is like you can't have like the good food like, to lose weight and you literally just lost what did you just say twenty pounds? Yeah. Okay, I had a chicken biscuit every morning.
2: Like <laughs> what? Yeah, so I think that first year, so like I
1: said, I was doing a lot of running and the I The cardio bunny. I've I yeah. never heard that, but now I'm Are you serious? It. I mean like I understand what it is, but I just had never heard that's that term
2: call people that just do cardio oh my god I'm okay. dead serious it's a real term in the fitness community okay
1: now I feel, <laughs> I feel like, like I'm, am i am Am I in the fitness you. community now is sure. that like my initiation I dubbed you oh my god thank you <laughs> um, so glad to be here <laughs> so grateful but
2: so I like would every like Tuesday Thursday or something like that me and my classmates we would all have class together because at that point that was my first semester in the athletic training program so we would all have the same exact classes together and we would have like this awkward like forty-five minute hour gap, and we'd all just go get breakfast after one of the classes. Would have breakfast. I'd have I'd have class at eight a.m. and then I would on the way to my eight a.m. I drink a protein shake, and then I would go through two, three classes or whatever. Oh, I must have in two. I don't know because Chick Fil A still had breakfast, and they stopped serving breakfast at ten thirty. So I don't know, but whatever. Yeah. Anyways, I would go with my classmates after I'd have my protein shake. And that, at that point, it had been, like, over two hours or something like that. And we would all go get Chick-fil-A breakfast. Like, this was, like, so structured and so routine. Like, And then I would go to class, and I would go to the gym right afterwards, and I would do whatever my workout was. Um, I would come home, and I would make myself, like, some chicken and pasta. Like, like when your body is burning so many, cl- like, calories and everything like that, you still have to replenish it.
1: It's I think so... that's the big misconception yeah. too. Because people right. are like, I'm burning all these calories, so I'm going to not eat as much. Like,
2: then you're starving and then you binge. Yeah. Like, like don't And then it hits you later yourself.
1: where you're like, I want everything in my pantry.
2: Exactly. So, like, doing... Letting yourself eat pasta isn't such a bad thing. Like, I think what I would do... Yeah, yeah. What I would do is, like, I get a bowl and I put spinach on the bottom of it. Like, a good amount of spinach. And then I put my pasta and then I put my chicken just so that like one my bowl was full like my bowl and they were like big bowls like I don't know what my mom bought me for college but they <laughs> were big bowls like it was a lot of food and I think having the spinach in it and I would drizzle a little agua and like sprinkle like a tiny bit of cheese or something like that and like just like that having, sounds like,
1: really good right now it really
2: is good I 10 <laughs> out of 10 recommend um, but I would eat that like I don't know, like, a couple times a week, I feel like, because it was just so easy to make, just, oh, just fry some chicken, um, sprinkle some pepper, and, like, maybe onion powder or garlic powder on it, and then just throw it on top of my pasta with spinach, and I would just eat that for dinner, or sometimes, if I was hungry, like, I would also, like, eat some rice, um, I don't know, like, it was just, like, all these, like, little changes that I was making because I was, like, finally actually being, like, a lot more active than I was. And so, your body definitely, definitely, definitely needs to eat when it's hungry and when you're working out and when you're expending more calories than you're used to. Yeah. Like, if you just go from being super sedentary to, like, taking 10,000 steps a day and working out, like, and you're trying to cut all carbs out, like, what? Yeah. Like, your body's gonna hate you.
1: You're gonna be starving. I feel like, for me, lately, I've started to realize, and I don't know how long lately means, but, like... I would say the last, maybe, like, the last couple months, I've realized that, like, when my body is hungry is when I eat. Like, I used to just eat because I was, one, bored.
0: Yeah. Or,
1: two, because, like, other people around me were like, it's time to eat. So, yeah. I would just eat even though I knew I wasn't hungry. It was yeah. still Like, so then I was overeating. Yeah. I would just eat when you're hungry, listen to your body, and if you're burning calories... You should be like conscious of what you're eating, but like you literally just said you had pasta. Like, I think people would just feel like they can't eat pasta, they can't have carbs. And yeah. like, you have you, as long as I feel like as long as you give your body, like, I don't know, it's like about the portion too. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, I think there's just a huge like stigma around carbs, there's a huge stigma around like good food. Yeah. But you can eat what you want to eat as long as you're just like being a little bit smart about it. Is it weird for me to ask you like what you eat in like what times you eat during the day like what is your like food schedule is that, no, is it's that weird so
2: weird because it changes from day to day okay so like it varies yeah it varies because I try to eat when I'm hungry and not I try not to endlessly eat I'm so bad at that especially being at home with I have when you're bored and like I'm bored especially quarantine is real like and everything else like I always say like I'm gonna be 10 times happier whenever like, oh, my God, I'm about to, like, lose a bunch of weight. Like, it's going to be great. Like, I'm not going to eat sweets all the time. Like, there's going to be no cookies. It's going to be great. But um that hasn't happened yet, so. <laughs> um, self-control. Self-control, and that's what we're working on. Yep. Um, but I guess I wake up, and I usually like, don't set an alarm because I'm furloughed. So I'm just chilling, and I wake up whenever. It's not late anything. Yeah. Like, I'm probably eating breakfast by ten o'clock. Okay. But like I mean I probably wake up at nine. Um I my new kick right now is oatmeal and peanut butter.
1: Yes um, I
2: don't even know why.
1: I freaking love oatmeal and peanut butter. I just
2: like I I make my one little packet of oatmeal and I put it yep. in the microwave and then I get a glob of just one spoonful of peanut yep. butter and I'm like pop.
1: Oh my god. I, I just I freaking it. love it. That's literally what I have like almost every morning. Literally every morning. And I I put so I do like one packet of oatmeal a spoonful wait, of, wait is it brown sugar? yeah maple yeah
2: like yeah, no other one like yeah. the
1: the best one Quaker. you mean and <laughs> I do like a spoonful of peanut butter and then I do ah. like chia seeds and I do blueberries oh, that's a good idea or I do blueberries pretty much every single time unless I'm out of blueberries Then I like slice up a banana yeah
2: sometimes I throw a banana in there
1: I freaking love that that, that is, is so my go-to. like my go to it's so filling it's honestly it feels like dessert too and yeah. it fills you up it fills me up for like Hours. Yeah, I
2: eat that and then I probably like wait an hour ish.
1: So do you do your workouts in the morning strictly?
2: So by by that time it's like it's like around lunchtime. It's like mid morning because I just take my time. Like I I literally have nothing better else to do with my life. So, um, I yeah I eat my oatmeal around ten. I probably wait an hour ish, workout around like noonish, one thirty noonish for like an hour forty five minutes, and then I usually drink a protein shake. And then depends on how hungry I am. Sometimes I'm super, super hungry after a workout. Sometimes I'm just like, oh, I haven't drank any water today. I need to pound my water. So I always drink a gallon of water every day or at least a full hydro jug and maybe half of a second one, which gets me three liters, around three liters, which the average human needs three to four liters of water a day. Like,
0: Want a job where you can use your talents?
2: make a difference, and have the freedom of remote work? Then meet Belay.
0: Belay has contractor opportunities for proven professionals, providing administrative support and social media strategy to fast-paced organizations throughout the United States, all from your home. To learn more, just visit belaysolutions.com slash jobs to apply. That's B-E-L-A-Y solutions.com
1: slash jobs.
0: Home is where you should feel the safest. But the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit Bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. Don't just try to drink half a liter or
2: half a gallon of water like you need to drink a lot
1: I literally fill up my Yeti how much is this I forget I feel like it's like 40 or 30 36
2: most likely maybe does it say I don't know it's the same size as my Yeti I think it's 36
1: 36 I probably fill this up like 15 times a day
2: yeah so that's probably almost a gallon if you're filling it up like five times I can't math right now yeah
1: don't ask I mean me either so I'm with you (laughs) I'm gonna agree with you
2: But, so, I do my workout, I'm, depending on how hungry I am, I either eat, I definitely always drink a protein shake, and then
1: we So, let me ask you about the protein shakes, because I feel like also people don't understand, like, benefits of protein shakes, and, like, they don't really understand, like, about them. So, first of all, I guess, why do you drink them, and then, two, like, what are the benefits, Um, and what do you use?
2: So, the point of protein shakes right after a workout is because you are trying to help your muscles grow. So, how muscles grow, particularly, is they feed off of protein. Your body feeds off of protein. So, if you were replenishing and drinking a high-protein drink, and there's tons and tons of different studies. Like, I read them all through college. Like, it was always, like, after a workout, drink a high-protein drink within an hour window, basically. Okay. It's, like, a 30-minute to an hour window. I can't remember right off the top of my head. But it's definitely drinking protein right after your workout because that's when you get the optimal amount effect of muscle growth. Um so that's the main reason why I do it and also I always never I'm, I'm always so bad about eating the correct amount of protein in my diet. Um I just always usually lack
1: Okay. So you have the protein shake after your workout and then do you have lunch afterwards or is that yes. kind of your lunch? So that's that it t-
2: depends on how hungry I am. Like I've been trying to do a lot better of like my hunger cues and everything. So sometimes I'll make some red lentil pasta which is very high in protein as well and high in fiber and decently low in carbs so you can have like 100 grams of red lentil pasta and you weigh it out dry and it is like 30 grams of protein and like 60 grams of carbs which is really really good and also might even be like 15 grams of fiber if I remember correctly, Dang. so so
1: basically miracle pasta.
2: Basically, and it tastes. <laughs> I think it tastes decently good. Yeah, red lentil pasta. It's a new thing. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. um, they sell <laughs> so it. At where Walmart. do you buy it? Okay, Walmart. Walmart. <laughs> Barrelli sells it, and then there's also another brand that sells it as well, as at Wegmans and at um, and at Walmart. Okay, but it's really good. It's super high in protein, and. Um, Sometimes I like, will eat that if I'm just feeling like I need the carbs today. Like, I'm just, like, absolutely starved, like, and my stomach's going to eat itself. I need them. Other than that, I'll usually just drink a protein shake, and maybe I'll snack on, like, some fruit or something like that. Just It just really just depends on the level of hungryness I am for mm-hmm. that day. But I really love eating just, like, chicken and pasta. Like, if I could eat that every single day, I'd be really, really happy.
1: Honestly, yeah. Sounds like, great. Like, I just
2: love chicken and pasta. I don't know why, but uh, that's just my number one go through thing ever since the beginning. It's chicken and pasta with some spinach, or I love ground turkey with taco seasoning and putting it on spinach and Mexican cheese oh. and some taco sauce on top of
1: it. Okay,
2: like some Texas Pete. Like your girl okay. likes so a little spicy. So okay, it's,
1: it's good. I'm here for it. It's good. Um. So so so. Kind of like a dinner. Like, what's a dinner you would have? Because also what do you recommend for dinners?
2: I don't it's so weird. I'm so bad at dinners because like, okay. I usually just eat whatever my family's eating. Yeah. And, like, I feel like I feel like such an asshole when I'm like, oh, I don't want to eat that. I want to make my own meals and I'm like and I'm like I'm stressed. I'm stressed over it. I feel that,
1: like I feel that. Because
2: I'm like, oh my god, my mom's eating my mom's like making like big Z D. And like that's like so many carbs. And I'm like <laughs> I, know. I try not to focus on that and I'm like, oh I should just be happy, I should just be with my family, like just enjoy the moment but it's also like in the back of my head like oh my fucking god like, yeah shit like I could be eating my own thing and I'd feel like so much fuller and like less like a pos like, yeah like it's so hard and I don't want to hurt my mom's
1: feelings so then I try to just like have a smaller portion of it would you say I try, like I have a
2: smaller portion of it and I try to just pound my water after I'm done eating
1: oh can we talk about that for a second yeah I feel like i feel <laughs> found that i well also i'm just like a huge water drinker i've always been a huge water drinker i feel like a lot of people i talk to are like i literally forget to drink water like in a like a whole day i forget to drink it and i'm like how are you not like (gasps) like i my brain will be like quickly grab a glass like i'm just (laughs) freaking out so i'm always chugging like i just said earlier like my yeti i always have filled with water yeah and as i drink like a full yeti of water before dinner and then i pretty much drink like one immediately after, and then probably like two more before I go to bed. yeah, so I feel like that helps with like if you I feel like that helps with like not overeating because you're I, okay, tell me if this is wrong. it I feel like your body um confuses your hunger for like dehydration. Oh it so does. like you eat. And you keep thinking you're hungry, but you're actually, like, really, really thirsty and you're dehydrated. So you just... But you keep eating because you think that's hunger. So that's definitely a real
2: thing. But I've also... I've also... You hear so many different things about water in, like, meals. So you hear, like, oh, drink a glass of water before you eat. Or drink a glass of water after you eat.
1: Just be drinking it throughout, right? Yeah.
2: So it's definitely good to drink an adequate amount of water. But what I've also heard is that drinking before you eat, technically... So... This is going to get really science i I'm really sorry. Give it to me. This will um, When you digest food, the first place that it digests is actually in your mouth. So you have digestive enzymes in, like, your saliva and everything. And so I guess technically the studies show that when you drink water before you eat, like, a lot of water, you're washing away some of the digestive properties in your saliva and everything like that. Because think about it. Like, when you're drinking water... Yeah everything in your mouth like goes down yeah basically so they say to eat your food like you normally do whether you eat it super fast super slow whatever I'm trying to work on eating my food slower just so I can savor it more and not feel like hungry (laughs) (laughs) and to drink your water afterward yeah and then if you're still hungry like 20 minutes after you've drank in your water then maybe you actually do need some more food
1: So we have some questions people ask. So I'm going to ask you these. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Not really, but yes. (laughs) Not really, but yeah, here we go. Okay. How do you deal with slacking off on your fitness for a few weeks?
2: Well, I can relate to that so much because I had surgery and then right after surgery and I was finally getting into my routine, my toenail got ripped off. So
1: hold on, that was just so much. Let's just take a breather for a second. Okay.
2: (laughs) So sorry, I just got really
1: so yeah, so you had surgery and what did they tell you? Like how long did you need to be like I guess resting? Let's see, let's see.
2: I had surgery May twenty eighth? May 20, yeah May twenty eighth or 9th, something like that so at the very very end of May, and in Virginia that was like the second or third week you could have elective surgeries because technically what I had was elective but not really, but elective I don't know so Entrance defines square.
1: what elective means. I have no idea. So it because means, like, like, op- I needed it out. Okay.
2: For those who don't know, I got my thyroid removed. Yeah, I, I feel have... like we've
1: touched on you had surgery, but <laughs> we haven't said what it was. Yeah,
2: so basically I have a huge scar on my neck. Um, not really. I don't
1: it definitely doesn't look as big as it once was. I know. I feel like... It looks better. The day after, it was massive.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. you came over the day after. Um, Elena's my neighbor. So... <laughs> don't think we've been seeing each other through quarantine. Oh, you are the people that are spreading corona.
1: Josh is probably the only person I've seen. <laughs> probably.
2: <laughs> Elena's the only one I've seen. But it's fine. Um, I had my thyroid removed because I had Graves' disease and I had hyperactive thyroid. So, I was having a lot of heart palpitations, um...
1: Those aren't good um but not I, great they're not fun yeah
2: so basically my thyroid was just super super overactive and then it had gotten to the point where the last year where my medication just stopped working my thyroid stopped responding to medication I had to quadruple my dosage
1: oh my gosh yeah it, it was a
2: lot so I was like I want this thing out of me and then corona happened and then I was like as soon as they let people have surgery because technically it's Elective. Right. I don't understand why because like I have such a better quality of life than me. <laughs> like I'm so happy with thyroid out. You have no idea. Um, but yeah, so I had the thyroid surgery, and my surgeon told me expect to have a two-week recovery, and that's like not really doing anything. And he was like, Definitely don't lift weights for those two weeks. He's like, You can walk. Um, you can, like, just kind of stay active, um, but definitely, like, walking and not lifting weights was what I basically entailed for two weeks. So, I just did a lot of walking around the neighborhood, um, didn't lift weights. Um, even when I did start to lift weights again, I took it very, very slow because, your thyroid's in the front of your neck and where your throat is. So I had an incision, like, in my neck. And I couldn't really... I didn't have full range of motion. Yeah. Per se. It was very, very tight. And luckily, I have full range of motion now. But still, I just have to take it very, very easy with that. And so when I first got on weights, again, after surgery, so it was, like, what, mid-June, something like that, and took it easy probably for that first week. And then I really got, like, back into a really, really good routine and walking and doing weights and everything else and doing cardio um and just like being super active and then like what three weeks ago we have parents on a yard sale (laughs) and elena just came over and
0: i'm
1: walking okay so the neighborhood had a yard sale and everyone had stuff like out in their driveway and i came over to jocelyn's house to see um What did I see? Oh, your new kitchen. Yeah, my parents were redoing the kitchen. So I was like leaving Jocelyn's house, and I just got back to my house, which is across the street. And I just heard, and you, you like cussed, but I didn't hear like words. I just heard like really loud yelling. And I looked back, and I just saw your dad with the dresser, and I saw like you bent over, like you were just like you could just tell from my house that you were just in so much pain. Yeah. And I was like, are you okay? Like, what is going on? Your mom was like, I'm sorry for the cursing. I was like, we didn't hear cursing, but, like, is she okay? Like, is Jocelyn well? And what, your whole toenail basically came off because a dresser fell? uh,
2: this dresser, it's, like, a wardrobe, and then I had in college, and it's, it's absolutely stunning, in my opinion, but it is solid, like, oak.
1: Like it is solid. It's a full ass dresser.
2: Like it is like probably three hundred pounds, and it is heavy. It is not some light thing to move. And our driveways are slightly slanted. It just like a perfect incline, I guess. I don't know, but obviously I was on the wrong side of the incline that day, (laughs) and my dad lifted on the other side, and I had Birkenstocks on, so
1: (laughs) it was just one
2: thing led to another, and my toenail was lifted off the skin. Just ever so slightly. (laughs) wasn't completely a 90 degrees, but definitely a solid 30 degrees off. And so I just decided at the time
1: to push it back down. Oh, my God. I'm going to literally throw up. (laughs) Like, I'm going to be sick. Being an
2: athletic trainer, you were...
1: You're used to it. I'm
2: meant to deal with, like, all these bloody and gory injuries, and I have no issue dealing with it. Like, I really don't. Like, blood and gore really doesn't bother me. But did that hurt? Yes. Yes, it did. It sure did. But anyways, (laughs) I pushed it back down, taped it on whatever you want to call it and then a couple days later I went to visit my boyfriend and my boyfriend was wearing shoes in the uh in the (laughs) house and he wrestled in college and one thing led to another and it uh ended with me yelling at him to get out of the room and me pulling (laughs) off my toenail the rest of the way so oh my god go into the details but the toenail was not there anymore
1: so, that could work me. out basically <laughs> so because that is the it question. you use your big toe
2: so much when you work out. No, yeah. I
1: feel like that's the thing you don't realize like how much you use your toes. Uh um, yeah, you use it when you walk. To like. do things like you just don't really like you're not grateful for your toes. I feel like this like from here I'm on so out like everybody should be if you're listening to this like be grateful for like all the toes you have whether that's like 9 or 10 or however many that you were born with, like be grateful for them because uh my boyfriend for instance like (laughs) he literally just stubbed his freaking toe like he just stubbed his toe on the couch and that thing was bruised like his whole pinky toe up and down his foot like that whole side like left or right side whatever foot it was that whole side was bruised and he couldn't even walk right like let's be grateful for our toes from here on out um so that really like
2: I've lost my pinky toes before, like my toenails. Your whole toe? No, no, I toe. <laughs> oh my toe. not my toes. But I've lost them before, and it did not hurt nearly as bad as losing your big toe. Definitely. Because so how many? so much.
1: How many days would you say that you were out of working out? Like
2: Definitely, uh, let's see.
1: Like a week?
2: nine days.
1: Okay. Total. So what I it- tried
2: working out when I thought it was healed most of the way. So, like, the day, like... My boyfriend like ripped the rest of the toenail off. Basically, I sick. had worked out that morning for like for the first time. I think in like a few days before, then I just started like actually like doing like.
1: So you nice were basically flops. just getting into the swing of things
0: basically, when he ripped it, it off. And again. then like,
2: yep. And then nope, poof, I had to rip it off. Basically. <laughs> um,
1: so what does that do for? Okay, so also, okay, so question for working out like is that more for like your mental state? Like, are you working out? I work out to so make you feel like, okay so then like does you does not working out make you feel like crap like for so, those nine days like really really bad for you because you were like i can't work out and this sucks i was more
2: so mad that it happened because i just got into such a good groove of working okay. out i was just pissed
1: yeah i was so
2: pissed i was like really this couldn't have happened at a worse time like i finally gotten back in the groove of working out after surgery like ugh <laughs> and then uh I finally gotten back into the groove of working out after I'd like my pushed my toenail back down and then just a freaking ripped the rest of the way <laughs> off and then I was like, gosh, dang it!
1: You cannot catch a break. For those who don't
2: know, your toes have nerve endings in them and they are raw when you rip your toenail off, and like that's the only. If thing you guys that have to fast
1: forward through this part, you. Just...
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing that sucks. It's just like you have to wait until everything heals. Over. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. now I can finally. I'm. Finally, getting back into working out again, like like normal. It's 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 back to good.
1: Um, we're really happy for you and your starting yourself. August all strong. We're so happy for you. Thank You You, you
2: want to see the
1: update? You want to look at it? Looks great. It's disgusting, but I'm. At, it actually looks way better than it looks. way better. <laughs> Like it's actually not that bad. Okay. Um, next question. This person just put macros. So I don't really know if that means like talk about them. What are they?
2: Yeah, so macros are your macronutrients. So you have macro and micronutrients. So what macros specifically are, are carbs, protein, fat. And they each have a caloric number that gets associated for one gram. So it's like a ratio. So for one gram of carbs equals, shit, is it four?
1: Should I Google it? I need to Google it.
2: <laughs> There's been alcohol involved again.
1: We're gonna pause this podcast. But
2: I know fat is nine grams, and then or out and, and alcohol is seven. I think it's four. Ugh, that is not correct.
1: I'm gonna give you the Jeopardy music dings.
2: I'm going to have to pee. Should I take this time to pee? Sure. Should I pause it? Yes. I was right. Okay. One gram of carb equals four calories. And one gram of protein equals four calories as well. But one gram of fat, this is where this is why people say eat low fat, equals nine calories. Okay. Yes. So, but to figure out the ratio of what carbs to fat to protein ratio people need or want it depends on their overall fitness journey and what they are trying to accomplish and again what that goes off of as well is their body weight and their needs so it's their daily caloric expenditure of how much they how much calories they use on a daily basis basically yeah to calculate to calculate macros and there are so many things that be like oh, Put in your weight and how active you are online and it'll spit you out some random macros. They aren't good. Trust me. They aren't accurate. They don't know who you are. Like, especially if you have a high metabolism, like, it's not going to count into that. It's not going to count into, like, what you say and, like, everything else. They're just not good, in my opinion. So Okay, so don't trust online. Don't trust online. But there are, honestly... I think my favorite video that shows you how to calculate your own macros for yourself is one Christian Guzman put out. I don't know if you know who that is, mm-hmm. but he's really, really big in the fitness injury industry, so he is the owner of Alphalete. Do you know what that is? Alphalete, the fitness brand? Well, it's very, very large. You should probably follow them.
1: Okay. Um, I probably do know them, but I can't.
2: You probably do. but um, it's I'm looking it up. Well, he has a video that he put out probably two to three years to two to three years ago, where it just like explains how to calculate your own macros based off how active you are in your body weight percentage. Um, and basically, it just starts with it. It just starts with your body weight and going off of that and what your overall goal is, whether it's fat loss or you want to gain weight or or whatever it is that you are trying to achieve. I'm trying to find it because oh. It starts with your body weight and then like it gives you a range of if you're super active times up by this. If you're not really active times up by that. And then it'll give you a range basically of what you probably should use for your macros. And then if you are trying to lose weight then it's like well you should probably minus like anywhere from 400 to five 600 calories from that okay because what it gives you to begin with is your maintenance calories on a low end to a high end of rough and this is all guesstimates and it's all math and everything so basically what i like to try to eat when i know i'm in like a caloric deficit is probably anywhere around like 1600 to 1700 calories So, and again, the average person, and this is very average, is like 2,000 calories. So, whether you want to do that or not, it's up to you. I mean, it definitely takes a lot of math, but I think you can just Google, like, Christian Guzman, like, macros explained or something like that because he did you
1: basically just have to base it off of your personal like yeah what you're trying to eat like what you're aiming for exactly okay gotcha exactly
2: because you can make it super super drastic he even goes in the video to explain like if you really like cheese then increase your fats because cheese has a lot of fat in it yeah if you really like carbs then maybe lessen your fats or something like that like like i just think he does always good job of explaining it and it's a decent macro calculation, and if you can do it yourself, which is pretty easy to follow along, as long as you know to add and time stuff, like use your calculator. Use your calculator, <laughs> folks. Like it's not that big of a deal.
1: Um, your next question is, how do you learn to take rest days? Uh, that's kind of a hard one. I feel like actually, that's a tough one for me because it's really yeah. hard for me to like not work out. A Like, I pretty much work out seven days a week. Yeah. And even if it's, like, six days a week, that seventh day I'm still doing something active. Because I'm, like, mentally, like, you're not not doing anything. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't know. That's, like, super hard because even, like, right now, like, I'm trying to do this 100-day thing. So, I'm not taking any rest days. However...
1: You're not taking any rest days through that 100-day challenge? No. Oh, wow. So,
2: what I want to do is what my, my ideal goal is. So... Monday through Friday, I do weights. And then Saturday and Sunday, I walk for 45 minutes outside. Okay. Just, like, just walking outside. Just doing any, like,
1: movement, anything exercise-related. Exactly.
2: So, it's kind of like an active recovery in a sense. Like, I'm still moving my body, but I'm not, like, really getting my heart rate super high. Like, I'm with, like, my weights and everything like that. So, but then again... When your body is super, super sore outside of my own personal 100-day thing, like, if your body is so sore that you can barely move or you are just so fatigued, like, do not feel ashamed to take that rest day because, like, that's your body telling you, hey, I'm tired. Can we just chill for a second? You have to
1: listen to your body yeah. at some point. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like you, it's just like, and it's like super, super hard to be in tone with your body sometimes because I remember when I first started my fitness journey, I was working out and doing cardio with one of my friends. And so we would always go to the gym and be like, hey, like you want to go to the gym? And would be like, yes, 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 yes. And then one day she was like, dude, can we not go? Like we've gone seven days in a row. And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> We've done that? Yeah. What? Like, I was just like, what? I don't know. I was just so shocked because I just, like, it didn't pop in my head that we've done that. Like, I was just so in the routine of, okay, let's go to the gym. Like, hey, yeah. let's go. And she's like, no. You're not
1: realizing you're, like, taking a break. Yeah. yeah. Like,
2: and so, like, and sometimes it's really, really good for your body to take that break. And some people even find when your body's so inflamed from doing working out and everything else like so many days in a row that you take that rest day like you might even lose a few pounds because like your body's like ah oh, I can chill.
1: Yay. <laughs> so do you think it's smarter to have like a set schedule of like Sunday is my rest day? Or is it more or less just, like, listen to your body, do your workouts throughout the week, and then just figure out when you're tired and don't work out that day? I
2: think it's so different for everybody because okay. some people love the schedule. Yeah. Some people love having So a whatever works what best for
1: you. Definitely
2: whatever works best for you because I'm the type of person, like, if I make myself a schedule of workouts and, like, a rest day and days I'm working out and everything like that, I, like, have to stick to it. And if I don't stick to it, then I feel like, uh, I feel like crap. And yeah. then I'm like, oh, my God, I just missed a day. Like. Like, I get stressed over it, and, like, it's taking me a long time to realize. Like, I'm just like, okay, like, I just need to do what my body feels like I need to do. And, like, whether if that's doing, like, kind of, like, a CrossFit-style workout or if that's literally just walking outside for 45 minutes or whatever. Like, I just, it takes me a long time to, it's just a learning curve of figuring out how to listen to your body and what your body needs. But if you're first starting out, I say try and stick to a consistent, Stick to a schedule at first because you need that
1: consistency. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. I I was going to respond to you. I forgot what I was going to say. Um, okay. So let me pull up the next question. The next question is, how do you balance eating healthy with eating the foods that you crave, like pizza, candy, chocolate, etc.?
2: Um, I had pizza for dinner. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's, I think if you're craving something, I don't it's so weird because my hunger cues are going to be different than other people's yeah. and like that's like the issue. So like when I know like if I'm craving pizza, then like it tells me like, oh wow, I'm really craving carbs. Like I, I just must have like gone like, balls to the walls or something like that, like, working out. And so, I was just, like, well, maybe, like, it's okay if I eat, like, a slice or two or a pizza. Like, it's going to be okay. And maybe in the back of my head, I'm, like, oh, maybe I can get a pizza with, like, lots of protein toppings or something like that. Like, if I yeah. get, like, and sausage or something like that. Just because, like, I you know that sounds so, so weird and you're, like, oh, high fat and everything else like that. But it just depends. Like, it's just so weird What would you
1: say for cravings? Because I feel like um, I've heard in the past, like, if you kind of just said, like, if you're craving pizza, then maybe you haven't given yourself enough carbs for the day. Or, like, if you're craving sugar, what what does that mean? Or if you're craving this, like, what does that mean?
2: So, I think there are... Your body just has natural cravings. Like, you know, like, whether it's, like, your cycle or whatever. Like, your body's just going to, like, crave, like, random things. And it's... uh, It's definitely hard to break those habits at first, which is why I personally don't think you should go cold turkey with them. I think you should limit the amount you're having and like say if you want really, if you really, really want chocolate, maybe eat one block of chocolate or one, one little thing of whatever chocolate you're craving and be like, okay, I'm good. Like I'm done. Like I had my little fix. Like I'm okay. Like I'm good. And maybe drink a glass of water. I was going to say, and
1: then drink water. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and then drink water too. Because, like, are you really craving the chocolate or are you just, like, aimlessly eating? Like, that's what I really think is, like, people have an issue with. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like that was a good answer because it's, like, that's definitely a big one where people are, like, okay, I had a great day of working out. I ate really healthy. And then it's, like, 9 o'clock and you're, like, all I want to do is eat cookies and ice cream. Yeah. And, like, how do I not, like, indulge myself? Like, I just have to have it. Yeah. I feel like you can have it. Then, like, I think the water thing is a good point. Like, have a bite or, like, have a small portion of it.
2: Or, like, if you're really craving something sugary, eat some fruit.
1: Fruit! Yes! Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, the next question is... Um... Um, working out is intimidating to me, and I've always wanted to get into it but never have. I don't really know where to start. What do you suggest? Hmm. So, uh, I don't, it's like
2: so different because people have different confidence levels, and I think you just get to the point where you're just like, no, I like I really, really want to do it. So you take that initiative to figure out a way how to do it whether that's maybe signing up for a little challenge some Instagram person is doing and they literally give you the workouts and show you videos with or if that's hiring a personal trainer and they take you step by step personally right then and there showing you how to do the movements or anything else or if it's taking your buddy in the gym and asking them how to show you how to do workouts or how to do certain things in the gym or what they think you could be good at or exceed in and And just do well in the gym to get you more confident.
1: Yeah. So, I think for a lot of people, like working out is intimidating and lifting weights is intimidating. But as long as you really want to do this and like want to work out, and like you don't have to be like an insane athlete, Mm -hmm. like, you don't need to be, like... You don't have to do deadlifts. Like, yeah. we're talking about deadlifts on this episode, but, like, you don't have to do that. Like, you... is I feel like as long as you're doing something every day and as long as you really want to be doing mm-hmm. it, you're going to be fine. I feel like YouTube is a big, a big thing that you can, like, yeah. look at. There's a ton of easy, like, beginner workouts to start yourself out on. Yeah. Maybe get into a routine. Mm-hmm.
2: I think, like, with people... When I first started going to the gym, it was always with somebody, too.
1: True. You have a gym buddy and then they somebody, motivate you.
2: They motivate you. They drag your ass to the gym with you when you don't want to go and when they want to go. Like, it is... It, it helps so much. But, like, personally, I've just gotten to the point in my fitness stuff where I'm just like, I don't want somebody at the gym with me. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do my thing. I want to get out of there. I want to lift my weights. Like, I just want to get in and get out. Like, get this shit done, basically. But... It's different for everybody. Some people really, really like group workouts where it's, like, a bunch of their friends or, like, a, two or three of their friends where they're working out together. Yeah. It really just depends on the individual because I know when I work out, I really get into my music sometimes, and I'm just, like, I'm feeling this. I'm feeling awesome. Like, I'm feeling super, super strong. My muscles are popping, and I just get in that get in the zone. zone. Yeah. And, like, you don't want to talk to anybody. You don't want to chit-chat in between sets. Like, it's – everybody's so, so different, but I think also getting in the zone mentally also is a big thing. Like, you have to be, you can't be scared. You can't be intimidated. Like, blast your music and block everybody out. Like, put your blinders on and just focus on you. Yeah. That's a big, big
1: thing. Maybe give me. yourself a little pep talk. Like, yeah. look in the mirror. Like, you're a badass. You got it. It doesn't matter if this is your first day at the Listen gym. Listen to some
2: Eminem music or yeah. something like that. Lose like, whatever, <laughs>
1: yeah. whatever pumps you up, like, do that thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like you said, I feel like, especially if you're like a beginner, like if you want to bring a friend to the gym or if you, if you can't go to the gym, like I know you and I are not going to the gym. We're literally just in our basements or outside. (laughs) Um, if you want to like have a little like workout challenge, like with your friend, like that keeps you both accountable and then you're both like getting to see each other and you're both working out and it's a win-win. Um, I just feel like find whatever works for you because yeah, I'm kind of both. I really liked going to the gym because I feel like when I was surrounded by people, it like made me. We and were G-G talking G-G about super, this the other, yes we yes we were talking about this the other night. where like, if you're on the treadmill and then this guy next <laughs> to you's on the treadmill and he gets on kind of around the same time you you did, it's like you're a, like, who's gonna stop first? Yeah, like I'm gonna go as long as I can. and I'm gonna yeah. try and make sure that. I'm not the first one to stop. Like, yeah. it just pushes you to, like, work harder and not give up because, um... I used to that on the stairs
2: all the time when I was at school. I'd be yeah. like, oh, hmm. I'm going to be on the stairs longer than you. I don't
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> you're like, yeah, it just pushes you. Yeah. And we were also saying, like, it's, it is hard when you're in your basement or when you're in your house or wherever you are right now, especially with, like, COVID going on, like, to just... It's easy to give up in the yeah. middle of your workout. And, like, I'm going to be honest today. My workout wasn't great mm-hmm. because I just wasn't in the zone and I wasn't... I don't know. I just wasn't motivated. And I might low-key use this as my rest day because it Mm. wasn't a great (laughs) – it wasn't a great day. Like, so I feel like if – as long as you find, like, what works for you, like, you're going to be okay. Um, You also
2: have to know the limits of, like, when you need to push yourself, though, and when you need the rest day, and when you just need to be like, wow, I'm, like, mentally, like, not in it today. Yeah. And, like, that's okay to have. Like, maybe just go for a walk that day or – or do whatever like like you just like you have to know your own body limits but like I think for beginners especially you have to push it takes a lot within you you, you have to push you have to have that resilience you have to have that self-motivation whether you need to listen to like some video of Arnold Schwarzenegger talking to you or whatever like I, I don't know I would ask Justin for motivation sometimes I mean send me videos of Arnold oh my and my god! Be like no
1: this is not what I needed I don't need this no it's definitely harder at the beginning for sure definitely. because then because it's like easy to do one day and it's so much harder to wake up and yeah. then to do it again yeah. so you have to find that routine you have to be like be as consistent as possible because yeah. yeah like the first I feel like the first month is just like you trying to battle yourself. Like They'd
2: say it takes twenty one days or 28, 28 days to like okay. start a habit or something yeah. like that. And like I think once you get in that habit of working out, like you will get through. Whether it's just you being active, walking your dog even for a longer walk, like, you know, it's summer, but still, like everybody still should be active.
1: Yeah. Okay, well, I think that about covers it all. Um, thank you for coming on this episode. I feel like this one was really fun. We like talked about a lot of stuff today. Hopefully, um, you guys benefited from at least something we talked about in this episode. Um, sorry for the toenail talk. Um, but again, like, seriously, like, let's all be grateful for our toes after today's episode. Um, thank Mm -hmm. you again for coming on. Um, where can people find you? Where can people follow you? Yes. All of that.
2: So, I have two Instagrams. I have, like, my own personal one in a sense, but... And it's called Just a Blonde Haired Girl. So blonde is with an E and then it's all one word. And then I also have my fitness Instagram where it's mostly fitness and that's Get Fit with Schmidt. Um, you can follow me on either one. You can DM me and ask me questions. Make
1: sure you guys follow her. And yeah, if you have any questions at all, you can DM her. Um, but I think that is about it for today's episode. So follow Get Fit with Schmidt on Instagram and then also go follow Girl We Gotta Talk podcast on Instagram as well as Facebook. But yeah, that is today's episode. Thank you guys for listening. Bye.
0: Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help.